this second Sunday in the season of Lent, we do go to Luke's Gospel, chapter 10, verses 38 through 42. This is the story of Jesus visiting Martha and Mary. Now, as they went on their way, he entered a certain village where a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. She had a sister named Mary who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to what he was saying. But Martha was distracted by her many tasks. So she came to him and asked, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to do all the work by myself? Tell her then to help me. But the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and distracted by many things. There is need of only one thing. Mary has chosen the better part, which will not be taken from her. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let's pray once more. God, we pray that in this moment we can collectively focus on what it is that you would have us to hear this day. And we ask that your preacher be nothing more than just a vessel, an instrument of your grace. Amen. The Lenten season calls us to do many things, to repent, to repeat, to remember, to repair, to refocus. Our scripture reading today is one of my favorite Jesus interactions with people in all of the scriptures. We have Martha who is there in the home and she is working her tail off trying to make sure that everything is just right as a hostess. All the while her Silly sister Mary just sits at Jesus' feet, listening to him talk. And so Martha gets frustrated. And so she stomps in there, and she goes to Jesus, and she says, Jesus, don't you care that my sister has left me to do all the work? Why don't you tell her to help me then? And this is the part that I really love. Jesus responds, Martha, Martha. I mean, he actually says her name more than once. <laughs> Martha, Martha. You are worried and distracted by many things, but only one thing is needed. Only one thing is needed, he says. And Mary has chosen the better part and it will not be taken from her. Martha, Martha, Martha. In Martha's view, she was doing the right thing. She's trying to be a good hostess. And Jesus and company probably were tired and hungry. They are worn out from the road. They need to be fed. They need to be entertained. They need to be treated special because they are special guests after all. It is necessary work. But sometimes, 
even when doing necessary work, we miss holy moments. And that is exactly what this is. What Mary and Martha had in their home was a holy moment. A holy moment in which they are able to encounter Jesus in his divinity. And Mary got it. Mary got it. And Martha may have got it too, but but certainly not at first. Because her focus was on the wrong things. How often do we find ourselves distracted with what we deem to be important work, which ultimately causes us to miss holy moments? Or maybe the more pressing question or the more challenging question is how often do we find ourselves wrapped up and distracted with what we know are meaningless things that cause us to miss holy moments. In our busyness, in our, in our tasks, in our doing, in our leisure, in our productive, in our unproductive moments, how often do we miss the divine that is right there in front of our face? And I think we know the answer. We miss a lot of potentially holy moments while we are focusing on things that do not matter near as much as we think they do. Friends, we need to refocus. We need to refocus our our vision and our thoughts and our actions on things that matter. And as Jesus said, there is indeed truly only one thing that matters. Focusing on him. Focusing on him. Now some of you, usually about one of you per week, is actually brave enough to ask me or Katie the question, yeah, but how? How exactly do I focus on him if that is the one thing that matters? How do we refocus our vision and our actions on Jesus? You see, it sounds all good and catchy from the pulpit, when it's all preachy and stuff, but practically speaking, when the rubber meets the road, how exactly do we focus more on the one thing that matters? Well, the first easy answer is, just be a Mary. Sit at the Lord's feet and listen. Be a Mary, not a Martha, Martha, Martha. Mary sits at the word of God's feet and takes it in. Not to oversimplify this thing, friends, but but sometimes it needs to be oversimplified. We have the opportunity to sit 
at our Lord's feet and to listen. Now is a great time to be reading the Gospels again. Or perhaps now is a great time to read the Gospels for the first time. We have the opportunity to sit at the Lord's feet when we engage the Gospels. That's one way. We can find a good study book, like the one Pastor Katie's using on Thursdays. And we can use that this Lent to, again, sit at the feet of our teacher. Such books, they help us to refocus our eyes and our minds and our hearts and our words on our actions on the one thing that matters. It's not complicated. Refocus. We need to be reminded <laughs> one thing matters. Refocus. How's your prayer life? Have you tried sitting in silence lately? Silence provides us an opportunity to hear the voice of God, albeit in a still, small way. Those who promote the use of silence as a deepening Christian practice believe that union with God is not something that has to be required, but it is something that has to be realized. I'm going to say that one more time for the people in the back. Union with God is not something that has to be acquired. It is something that has to be realized. In silence, it helps us in in finding that sharing that exists between God's life and our life. It helps it to be realized. As the great Howard Thurman put it, silence is the doorway to God. Sometimes we just need to shh and refocus. When we start to cut loose of our distractions, when we lessen our busyness, we silence so much of the unnecessary noise that is around us, and we come to find that the one thing that matters, the one thing that our soul longs for, the one thing that our lives are truly quest, on quest for, it's not as far away as we think. Refocusing our lives so that we can have a true closeness with God is not as complicated as we think it to be. Now, it is far more inconvenient than we would like for it to be. It's far more sacrificial. It's far more uncomfortable than we would care for it to be, but it is not complicated. Yet with our lack of 
focus on the things that matter, with our, our busyness, just checking things off the to-do list all the time, with our noise, we never quite catch on to the idea. We are far too much like Martha, busy with things that do not matter, all in the name of quality of life. All the while, God is around us. The holy ground that we seek is right underneath our feet, and we just don't get it. It's like fishing for minnows while standing on the back of a whale. This season that we are in, Lent, and this season that is fast approaching spring, they each allow us the opportunity to take note of how things change and how God is ever present in the change. Take note. Pay attention. The evidence is all around us. Some things will be blooming soon. Some things are blooming now. Ask somebody who has seasonal allergies. The moment before something blooms is just as beautiful as the bloom itself if you take time to pay attention. We should take time to refocus, to pay attention to the little things. Oftentimes we look at a tree and we just, we see a tree. We should look at a tree and we should see that this is a gift from God. This is God's love for me made manifest because it helps me to breathe. Oftentimes we hear birds' song and we just hear the bird, but what if that is God's love song for us? This beautiful world that God created and still occupies is shouting God's love for us if we only have the ears to hear it. And we can find ourselves closer to the one who loves us most. We just need to slow down and refocus. In his book on the late great Rich Mullins, Jim Smith quotes Mullins talking about different forms of scenery and experiencing God in them. This is a good word for us. Rich said, I love the way that scenery changes. The lay of the land and things people build on it seem to be saying, don't miss this. This is a one in a million scene. Rich goes on to say, it's in the quiet too that all the garbled, frantic feelings and thoughts begin to settle, and slowly you begin to see the shape of the love of God, the quiet, the still, small voice of God, the scenery, the freedom of this helpless moment where you have no opportunity to be a Martha, just the privilege to sit like Mary. Don't miss it. This is a one in a million scene. 
Or as Jesus put it, only one thing is needed. Don't miss it. And Mary gets it. Mary gets it and it will not be taken from her. And we can get it too. In the written word, in prayer, in silence, in creation, in scenery, in simplicity, in the presence of God that is among us. It's not complicated. presence of God is among us. Still today. Yes, definitely. Still today. Let us pray. God, we thank you for all the ways in which you continue to reveal yourself to us. God, we pray that we have the ability to refocus our lives so that we can become more and more and more aware of you with us today. Always. It is in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord, that we pray and all God's people say.